The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, hello and happy Friday. Welcome to the Source of Truth podcast. And we are so glad you're with us this morning as we finish out this week together. Uh, if you're following along with us in Scripture, we're going to be in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 here in just a moment. I want to take this opportunity to invite you to our weekend services. Our morning service starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, we During that service, we have a children's church that runs the entire service from all the way up to sixth grade. Uh, we have trained teachers that are there uh, with the desire to teach the Word of God to your children at their level. We have a nursery at that same time. Um, our morning services are interpreted for the deaf as well, and uh, we encourage you to come as you are. There is no dress code, whatever you're comfortable. We just hope you come and join us as we worship God together. If somehow you're unable to make it um, into, the, into the service in person on Sunday morning, we do live stream the morning service at 10 o'clock on our website, bensalembaptist.org, or our uh, YouTube channel or Facebook page. Also, we have an evening service at 5 o'clock, and so we hope you'll join us for one enough, not both of those. Again, they're both live streaming if you can't make it, but we hope you join us in person. Let's look forward to a great weekend together. Uh, today we're going to be in Ephesians chapter 2, and we're starting at verse number 19. Uh, we've ident- we've kind of walked through the premise of Ephesians and titled the whole series Identity, and we're looking at how we can find our identity in Christ through the book of Ephesians. Last couple episodes, we've talked about who we are combining, because that's really what these verses have talked about, is how we have left some of our uniquenesses and differences, and they, we don't leave them behind, but bring them to create a brand new one. And a lot of times we think, well, I have to stop being me to be able to be part of this. And that's what it's amazement about what God designs in the church is that we bring our, our uniquenesses and our differences, what makes the church unique to anything else in the world. So the next thing though, that I want us to see in these last few verses comes off this idea is that I belong. So I want to talk the, these, these few moments today from verse 19 to the end of the chapter under the thought of I belong. Verse number 19, <clears throat> Paul says this, Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord in whom ye also are builded together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Now, when we look at this, what Paul is doing is he's using the idea to an extent of a construction of a house to explain what it is that the church is supposed to be. Now, the first thing we see in verse 19 is that we are no longer strangers. So basically, the first part is we are fellow citizens. So because of all that Christ has done, because we're no longer separated by our differences, and yes, I even mean that politically and socially and and through race and things of that nature, those things have been eliminated by Jesus Christ through the cross. So we come together and we are now fellow citizens. We we find our unity through Christ when we come together. And uh, then he says we are with the saints and of the household of God. And that's what he talks about. We are really family. We talk about the idea of being citizens, but frankly, we're more than that. We're family. And you understand family's got some really great parts and some bad parts. I hope you know this family's better than that. But what I'm saying is there's no such thing as perfect because, well, we're all part of it. We're human. But what God has designed through Jesus Christ is wonderful. And so the next couple of verses, he describes 
how we, what is it that makes it possible for us to belong, for me and you to belong, and to grow and flourish in this. Well, the first thing that's necessary in a home, whether you're building a home physically or whether you're trying to grow it as a family, you need a strong foundation. So he says in verse 20, we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Now, if you understand anything about this premise, I don't know a lot about it, but when they build the foundation, they start with the chief cornerstone. That is the corner that kind of establishes the premise of the rest of the foundation. So the premise is that Jesus is the corner, the foundation or the premise of everything that the foundation's built on. The apostles and prophets of old have taken his truth and have taught it, have wrote it down and have been used of God to give us everything we need we build on it. We're not trying to change things. We're not trying to add to the Word of God the foundational principles of the doctrine, of the gospel, of what we've given in Scripture are done. We build on that. We do not change that. So we understand we have a very strong foundation. If any home, any family, you understand this, that um, when a lot of times some of the battles in some homes where the struggle comes when mom and dad are fighting, or when maybe one of them doesn't live with you anymore, and there, there's some things that are missing because of that. Doesn't make it bad, these things are missing. And that's the premise, that when, when we all do our part, there's a strong foundation. In this situation, we have, we have a strong foundation, we have a heritage in other people who've been used of God. So in that strong foundation, when there's good days, when there's bad days, when we mess up, when, when the world wants to attack us as a church, as God's family, we're not going to be swayed because our foundation is stronger than anything the world would bring. Then he says in verse 21, 21 and 22, now he talks a bit about how we can grow and what, we can, what that means to grow. Verse 21, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together for a habitation of God, through the Spirit. So he says we, we, are, we are building frame together to grow into a holy temple. Here's the premise. This, the goal is, obviously he's talking physically, you build the building and you frame it together to look like something specific. The goal is to look like Christ. Now, in a figurative tense, coming back to the premise of us humanly as a, <clears throat> as a church, he's not talking about the church buildings or the properties that churches have today. He's talking about us as a unit. So we come together, and if we, and here's the idea, each and every one of us in Romans talks about we're part of God's body, and each and every one of us have a specific tool or a specific gift we've been given to make that body work together. Corinthians, same idea, talks about we come in and we take our gifts, our differences, our uniquenesses that God wants in the church. If we're all just like the pastor, we're all just like one look, that's not what God wants. He wants variety. He wants us to have uniqueness because each and every one of us will have a unique way to reach a group of people that others may not be as effective at. So we come together and we minister to develop a holy temple in the Lord. Now I like what he says, we are framed together growing unto a holy temple. We're, we're trying to develop something biblical, something holy, something unique. Holy means kind of separate, unique from the world. Well, the world doesn't look, looks at it and they say there's something different because it's working right. Now, obviously, as we continue through this, we're going to see things that God desires in the church that are true by the church that hopefully we'll implement. But then he says in verse 22, in whom, I love this, ye are also builded together, a habitation of God. 
one, let me tell you, it's the habitation of God. This is where God desires to do his work. This is where God desires to help bring healing. This is where God desires to help change your life, to give you everything you need to become who he desires you to be through the Bible. It is through the church and his structure in the church. But I love the fact that he says we are, we are growing, building together. This is where we say, I, I belong. When I come in, I, I come and I, when I give of my gift, I'm helping to build someone else. Now we see, ah, I may work in nursery or I might work in children's church. Or I might be an usher. Or I might help welcome people. But you know, it's more than that. I, I can invest into my peers. I can invest into others. And yeah, we have programs, but it, it's just the fact that I've been given a gift and that gift might be, neat, might be what I need to use to help this church go where God wants it to be. I might, you might be taken to our church or to whatever church you attend simply for the purpose where you notice there's a weakness in that church. Well, maybe that's exactly why God sent you to our church or to whatever church you go to. Maybe the exact reason you are in that church by God is because you notice a weakness. I think in our culture today, there's one thing I think we miss. We look and we walk in and say, this church does not do this or they're not strong here. And so our natural tendency is to say, let me go find a church that's strong there. Well, if you notice that some, a church is weak in a particular area, God didn't send us to that church or send you to that church to notice the weakness. It's more than likely the reason you notice it is because you're gifted in that area. So God may have exactly sent you to that church for the express purpose of helping to fill that weakness in that church, to make that part of that church better. And that's what we do. We come together so that we can make God's church better each other better, and then be more effective at reaching out. You belong. You belong in this church, and you say, well, my background, my this, can I tell you none of that matters? I mean it. See, we come to church, and once we come to church, we get saved, we grow in Christ. Christ takes care of the things that we need to change to become more like him, not to become more like a preacher or a certain kind of church, more like him. So we come, and we let him take care of that. We don't strive to become what we think we need to be. We just come as we are and let God be the one to make that change in our life. Well, I hope that you've been encouraged this week as we've evaluated more of our identity. I tell you what, you, can, you belong. You belong in Christ. You belong in his church. And I hope you found a place. If not, we'd love to have you join us. If you're local to the southeastern part of Pennsylvania, in the Philadelphia area, we'd love to have you join us and come in as you are. We'd love a chance to be able to minister to you. Hope you can. If you can join us, 10 o'clock Sunday morning, 5 o'clock Sunday evening. And if you can't, our evening service, where I forgot, I did make a mistake earlier, we are um, doing life groups in the evening service. You can join us if you want, but those services will not be live streamed. So our live stream service is only Sunday morning. Hope you have a great weekend, and we look forward to you joining us again on Monday. God bless.